listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. What's your addiction? Is it money? Is it girls? Is it we? I've been afflicted by not one, but not two, but all three. She got the same thing about me, but it's more about us. us. She coming over, so I guess that means I'm a drug. Just let me peek now. I mean, dang, I'm so curious. curious. She got a lover, so the lies and the lust is a us times of the essence i need you to be spawn us roll up the doja henny and c- c- coca-cola and then i'm c- coming over because it's n- n- never over hey welcome to the black out test podcast your host rod and karen and we're in the house on a tuesday mm-hmm that's right tuesday with the blackout tips guys um uh, one day away from walking dead wednesday yes and day three three twenty eight of bobby schmurder being locked up in jail with no trial none y'all find us on itunes and stitcher just search the black guy who tips will come up leave us five star reviews we appreciate those bad boys uh we read them on the show if we like them um the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and the new Rod and Karen audio play album is finally out on audio on iTunes. Also starring former show guests Nick Jew, Vanell, John Faust, Thatcher, and Gina Simon. Uh, listen to Rod Educate on Dating Crazy. Go to a yard sale and cope with the world in it in Sunspot. Nine hilarious audio plays and all. Check it out on iTunes or search iTunes for Rod Morrow or Karen Morrow. It'll come up, guys. And uh, let them know. You give them a five star review after you catch, get, pick up, <clears throat> pick up that, uh, album. We appreciate everybody it takes time out to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I guess we should just get into all the news and stuff. I mean, there's plenty of stuff going on. Um, let's see. What are, <clears throat> let's talk about some news. Uh, first things first, the Missouri, um, protesters, uh, students that, uh, you know, have been speaking out lately uh they had a like an area of campus where they were collecting and tents and stuff and um doing different um activities and uh this video went viral of this one um camera guy who's you know part of media he's a freelancer tim ty uh and another cameraman mark uh shearbecker shirebecker i think uh wanted to be allowed into this camp area and melissa click um who was in the journalism department at the missouri school of journalism actually you off screen i'm off screen okay mm-hmm. uh let me refresh that real quick but um yeah so this professor um all right let me get right back on screen here all right there we go yeah so this pr- professor um of of journalism actually actually uh blocked them from coming in and you know uh told everybody i need some muscle like some people to help come block it people were standing in front of them putting their hands up so they couldn't take pictures and stuff and it started this huge like (laughs) debate on twitter and there was this outrage from everybody uh about how you basically should you know you're blocking the media out that's the same thing that the cops in ferguson did and trying to like just 
to me like the comparisons are just completely not the same no they're not um i understand they're trying to say it's the principle of the matter but comparing it to the abuses that cops were doing to fucking protesters who just don't don't want their pictures and shit to be on uh whatever it's, it's, it's completely asinine not to mention the relationship that many of those people have with the press is going to be a, vo- a volatile one because this is the same press that stood on their hands for years while this shit happened mm-hmm. and now you want immediate inside access to everything that's going on that you didn't earn <clears throat> that yeah you didn't build that relationship your coverage has has turned those people against you because you haven't been covering these things with the fervor that it requires you haven't been making this you haven't not you haven't been escalating these issues like this shit happened in spite of you you know you're supposed to have this huge great journalism school there and essentially y'all dropped the ball so yeah people might not feel comfortable with you they might not trust you and that trust has to be earned now i understand that the 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 rule of the of the law is that you can just go in there snapping by pictures you want it's just not executed that way unless you're gonna get the police down there to start arresting people for not letting you take their pictures come on now the fuck are you gonna do right and people have the right to refuse to tell and and that's the thing it's it's funny when it comes to the media because these students also understand that you're not going to have any empathy or sympathy for them they already have an idea that you're going to be more for the university and you're going to ask fucked up questions and you're going to irritate them you just want your clips and your posts so you can take them and run them and chop and cut and screw however you want these clips to be and make it sound however you want it to sound because a lot of times you're not really coming in to get a story uh, per se as far as what's really going on you just come in to to to, to cover it but your coverage isn't going to be unbiased your coverage you know and, and it's predominantly black students too so they're looking at you like where were you before like when when we were talking about this shit you heard about it you wasn't here you were nowhere to be found and now you want unlimited access to us and we have the right to tell you no we have the right to tell you that you can't be here right well the thing is she's a journalism professor so she knows a lot and it's about ethics versus what's legal really right ethically if somebody tells you i don't want my shit on camera i don't want to interview you i don't want to be interviewed by you i would prefer for you to not be in my space there's a lot of people in media that will be like okay uh i understand that and i'm leaving it alone but by the letter of the law there's people that are just like fuck that and this brings up something that we talked about on the show a long time ago when there were ladies on twitter talking about what there was a hashtag like what were you wearing when you got raped Mm-hmm. and that was the discussion going around it was like what did you have on when you got raped and it was just people contributing like you know just the varying things that they had on to show that this isn't about clothing or being slutty or what you're doing like <clears throat> people are being raped in, when they're kids in their pajamas there's people being raped when they're in the fucking burqa it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um so that i remember that time at that time buzzfeed and a bunch of places tried to take those tweets and put them in articles and and sure by the letter of the law they probably were okay by the letter of the law you know ethically they were wrong as fuck yes sir ethically there's already been established that you don't uh, reveal rape 
uh rape victims sexual assault victims identities in your papers and in journalist publications typically um ethically you know you try to protect those people from harm you don't know those stories you didn't get permission you don't know like how many of those people might have not reported that rape or who's uh you know who could possibly find out maybe that rapist could find out or they're you know someone in their life now a husband a, a co-worker someone just something they didn't maybe they only shared it privately uh whatever you know with the with the under with the general understanding that uh i don't i'm not gonna be on the front page of buzzfeed tomorrow right that, if they known that some of them might not have said a fucking word right so while and at the time I, I was like i do understand the conflict which is hey letter of the law we can do this twitter's public all this shit is archived blah blah blah, blah. ethically though i don't see where you have a leg to stand on they don't want to they don't want it out there why right. would you do this right because you, you know want it done to you you saw they sound just it reminds me of that 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 guy we talked about a couple of days ago where he was filming women on the street with his camera uh while they unbeknownst to them like zooming in on their butts and shit like that and a woman came and confronted him and he tried to run off and then hide and call you know like fuck you and all this shit but then at the end he said something that was really poignant where he said basically how do you know it's illegal and it's not illegal what he was doing you can do you can do that it's a public street you can take your phone out and start filming and zooming in on women's asses and following down the street if you want to it's right. public street you can do that that's how these people sound that are getting so fucking upset for this journalist dude um that wasn't allowed in they sound like that to me where it's like well, well i mean this is right if he wants to just go in there and take pictures and uh and and, and whatnot why can't he do that you, like, you want him to do that to you while you in there with your kids and your fucking dinner coming there snapping pictures and shit you would have a fit and tell him to get the fuck out what's the difference well it is a difference that's your private place of living and shit it is different um it's i'm not i'm not arguing whether or not it's legal or not i i know it's legal i'm saying ethically <laughs> when they be like we don't want you here and it sucks that he has to go back and be like yo they didn't want me there and maybe that's why he put on the show of showing that he was not going to be allowed in but you know it just sucks but th- that that's the situation right and, and we're in 2015 where you can control what comes in and out of your camp the way you want to it, it, like you can go on social media you can release press releases you can treat it that way and honestly these people have been forced to treat it that way mm-hmm. i saw several people the guy who made the who made the wire david simon was tweeting about some wow they're using the same tactics as big name corporations fuck you fuck you looks like you got lucky with the wire um because it's like that's a fundamental misunderstanding like if the thing like if if your thing is fairness when corporations get to do this shit it's okay right they get to control their narrative Mm -hmm. now you put talking about people that are putting dire situations people that are being oppressed people that are being discriminated against people that are being attacked and then you want to compare them to the cops and corporations that's the fuck you think happened here you think that's a fair comparison don't be stupid man it's it, anytime the mostly white media is told no they become the biggest egomaniacs on the planet mm-hmm. media like media people have huge egos and they hate being told no they can't do something and there was a whole lot of takedown pieces this morning like we're gonna show these kids yo if this incident was enough 
to get you off of the side of the people who are like i'm tired of being uh, racially discriminated against and oppressed and attacked and harassed on campus then you were never on their side Mm -mm. you were never there dog if you if this is all it takes look activism protest it is never gonna be pretty and we have to stop kidding ourselves that the pretty protest and that if you do something a certain way it's gonna work it won't work okay like maybe you guys need to start the polite activism society come on and you can start going around being very polite and not getting shit done hey guys we were just wondering um if it's convenient to you maybe you can stop calling us niggers on campus i mean hey no promises right whatever you guys can do uh no okay well we'll be uh trying to go get orange slices guys all right let's get out of here you know like uh <laughs> hell no we won't go unless you kind of want us to i mean it is getting kind of late and i don't want to keep you guys up so uh we actually will go we're gonna just go ahead and get out of here uh you have a good one um yeah. what do we want freedom when do we want it whenever you can get around to it i mean just take your time i mean shit don't don't really go out of your way i mean we wouldn't want you to like pull strain yourself yeah people use that excuse when it's quote-unquote inconvenience for them and they don't want to deal with it and they don't want it in their face and they they rather continue to ignore it yeah the thing that's weird to me is i don't like i didn't see them being with straight like withheld from being able to be there they just couldn't be anywhere they wanted to be right you know and it's like they feel that it's a public space you have zero right to any privacy and i can just roll up on whatever you're doing and um they got to find out that in practice it doesn't work that way Mm-mm. now i'm like i said i i don't know if they handled it right or not this is not about me being completely in the camp of one side or the other it's about me saying if this is all it took for you to be like fuck those students and their cause you already were on that you already were on that right which means you got access to them and, and wrote fucked up slanted articles and they know this they're already stressed they're already being attacked they're already getting death threats the last thing they need is the media coming in there writing these fucked up stories and putting it out there right and the fact that they talk well we're the only ones that can get your story out there guess what you haven't done it so far right we did that ourselves so now what because it wasn't like y'all were covering this story and then suddenly it blew up saturday night no all this shit was done with you guys not giving any fucks until that dude retired i mean until that dude left his position yeah no until those students came out and said we're not gonna play football yeah yeah yeah, yeah, my bad yes yes which was done without the media's help at all yes sir trust it'll get the word will get out without you being around no one needs you we already know what the game plan is when the media comes in anyway you want to pick one person to name that person the leader and the spokesperson for everybody and then you want to fucking argue and debate and go through their past and try to take them down and the next person down and all this shit and it's just so stupid and petty and you know we've seen it we've seen how stupid the media can be you know when i'm accused of getting funding from hillary clinton and the Koch brothers and i'm just a guy that made a hashtag as a joke i can't even imagine what it's like for actual people that get out there and do shit come on now and on top of that you you to I, and i guess for me you're talking about the the same um media like i said they already come with their cut um copy cut paste of what they're going to say and how they're going to approach this and i agree what's the difference between oh um, before i lose my topic the media 
is getting to the point that they realize i'm not gonna say the media is useless but people are getting their sources of information outside of the mainstream media and the media knows this right and they want to control the narrative because they want people to come to them for the news when people are like no fuck you i'm going i'm getting my sources of information and my sources of news from these other outlets these outlets that you even get your information and you even get your breaking news from so why the fuck do i need you and the thing is the media doesn't ever want to be in a place where it feels like it's not needed yeah so i like i said i, I don't know what's gonna happen to this lady i'm sure she's gonna you know they say they're gonna review her appointment she's not actually a professor there um so you know i'm sure she'll be gone because that does violate journalism uh (laughs) rules that you can't just say hey you can't be here and shit um but it only prevents her from teaching journalism classes so you know we'll we'll see what that what happens yes sir um but uh you know sometimes people's mental health and social well-being is just placed above what the fuck you want to do with your camera <laughs> ain't that the truth sorry i don't i don't have a better way to to put that um uh, uh also there's been a new update some words are getting added to the dictionary this year ah shit now and among those words are fleek and yes they will be added to dictionary.com. <laughs> the white man's dictionary. The white man's dictionary, Karen. Uh, so yeah, we'll be having, uh, some more slang. Um, uh, you can go, uh, if you fleeked according to dictionary.com means flawlessly, flawlessly styled, groomed, etc. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, eyebrows on fleek. The fuck? Right! It went from that to in the dictionary mm-hmm uh so they need to pay that girl i know right if you if only you can get royalties on creating a word uh but yeah got some new dictionary words guys uh let's see what else is going on um oh uh lawyer says the body cam footage of a police shooting shows that the father of this guy of this kid who got killed had his hands in the air when marshall shot and killed his son oh what happened uh body camera footage describes by one louisiana police officer as the most disturbing thing i've ever seen reportedly shows chris few had his hands in the air and did not pose a threat when marshall shot and killed his six-year-old son last week his son jeremy martis was killed last tuesday in marksville louisiana during a police encounter that has so far generated more questions than answers according to the initial reports the shootout described by the marshals as an exchange of fire began when few backed his car into theirs it ended with 18 shots fired in the fuse car Goddamn. five of which hit martis in the head and chest but the self-defense explanation quickly seemed to fall apart no weapons were found in fused vehicle there was no evidence to suggest any shots have been fired at the officers and this week the head of the louisiana state police department went on record disavowing the car ramming story other reports that the marshals were in the process of serving a warrant on few were also refuted this week wow in the meantime the two marshals 32 year old lieutenant Derek stafford and 23 year old reserve officer norris greenhouse jr uh have been arrested and charged with second degree murder and attempted second degree murder right start charging people you start charging people people won't won't do this bullshit 
but there is body camera footage of what happened um mark jeansom an attorney for few uh has seen foot seen the footage it says few clearly had his hands in the air this is not a threatening situation for the police uh jeansom reportedly told associated press after closed hearing monday both marshals are currently being held in jail on a one million dollar bond right people to think twice people need to think i mean people need to think twice and the, the weird part about it is that you have officers that go their whole career and never pull out a gun like all the years they've been on duty right. and then you have people like this where you're going well if it wasn't for the body cameras you basically would have came up with a lie you basically tried to say he attacked you which they couldn't prove you basically decided to say you put out a warrant which you couldn't prove so they got videos and 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 body cameras and shit and you know it's just one of those things where whenever like you said it's something about seeing that evidence and the evidence was so bad that they couldn't cover for them even if they wanted to right and uh, of course it's a white kid and the police have been arrested already in charge with second degree murder right nothing was drug out nothing was dragged out they wasn't suspended with pay they wasn't sitting in their office doing office duty with pay <coughs> none of that yeah seeing uh seeing uh seeing this kid you automatically go this person's life was of value um that's all i'll say about that uh craig's police are creating safe exchange zones for craigslist deals for to keep them from going bad this is cool because one of the things that keeps me from um doing some craigslist shit is the fact that i'm scared scared about it right like some people just seem so like oh you just go out there and meet them and get right. and i'm like your yeah, daddy but- does it all the time and i'm like oh man you do that but yet you scared everything gonna get a virus i don't understand yeah the rise of craigslist and the easy online sale of unwanted computers and concert tickets has been accompanied by a dark side the tense moment where strangers must meet to complete the deal the stories are plentiful a string of armed robberies in prince george county in june of people selling phones a college student slain in missouri in may after agreeing to sell a car on craigslist a job seeker in ohio killed and buried by a farmer god damn but a new idea is emerging with local police departments around the country to combat the problem a safe exchange zone clearly marked in the parking lot of a well-lit police station or even in the lobby of the police station for people to meet and sell their goods with less fear of a quick or violent ripoff the practice appears to have started last year in Boca Raton, Florida, speed, uh, spread through Central Florida, and then through law enforcement grapevine to police parking lots and lobbies throughout the country. Leesburg and Fairfax County, uh, City in Northern Virginia have adopted the approach in recent months as a way to give online buyers and sellers a sense of security when they meet. Um, I like it. Like I said, I, I mean, obviously, I'm sure there might be some shady shit going on through Craigslist. You probably don't want to meet at the police, at the police station, station for that one but if you on to up and up you're like fuck yes yeah but if you just like hey i'm selling this uh xbox you might want to do that um although you know if you're black be careful right do you, i mean do you they might do, be I like mean, why are you picking up that playstation right you, you do fit it? the description ain't that the truth i mean do, do you let them know hey at two o'clock i'm coming so they'll know that you're coming in now i don't know i mean do we set up appointments i mean you could just walk up in there i'm assuming i mean i don't know no idea karen i don't feel like reading that article the rest of the way so go go look it up yourself um let's see what's going on wait did i 
can't remember if this article is guess the race or just oh yeah it was all right that's in the wrong place uh how about this why you shouldn't force your kids to hug people that's right the holidays are coming up many of you guys have young children and it's gonna be time to hug aunt so-and-so's neck yeah and you know that kid hates aunt so-and-so they scared of them little hairs on her neck <laughs> right and they don't want to hug her but you say listen little baby you got to do it or do you when my daughter was two years old we visited my husband's grandparents for christmas when my great grandma leaned in for a hug the dollar street no i don't like that old lady she looks like a witch and ran away <laughs> i'm a firm believer in supporting my children's choices about their bodies but i was embarrassed great grandma is in her early 90s and very traditional we don't get to see her often and when we do i want my kids on their best behavior Lori day an educational psychologist and author describes this typical family interaction children can be fickle and unpredictable at family gather- gatherings yes they're children it is important that the parent affirms the boundaries that children set even if it means running from great grandma they argue that when parents force one unwilling children to give grandma hugs or an honor kiss they teach the children that they have no bodily autonomy and the needs of adults supersede the needs of children kari o driscoll a writer and mother of two tween girls is a firm believer in instilling physical boundaries early on she says members of her family were sexually assaulted by people they loved and trusted so even before her daughters could talk she taught them that they had the right to make the choices with their own bodies my father-in-law was really offended when my oldest daughter didn't want to hug or kiss or to sit on his lap when he read her the book he spent a lot of time talking to her about how to be polite and firm oh we spent a lot of time talking to her about how to be polite and firm i think it sent her a strong message and as she got older she was able to articulate to her friends that she loves them but she needs physical space the recent facebook post from planned parenthood ottawa below offers a wave as an alternative uh they suggest parents encourage their kids to give a high five or a handshake instead of a more intimate hug or kiss and that's understandable it's okay to say no hugs they say mm-hmm. and i don't force children to hug me like even smaller children you know i'm like cool like and i don't get offended i don't take it personal mm-hmm. i'm like okay cool yeah i mean i i don't really care one way or the other it's, it's kind of weird i don't know sometimes i feel like people jump to the extreme where like telling your kid to hug grandma is also gonna say to that kid well it's okay if you get sexually assaulted by your uncle <laughs> no that's and i not think i think that's elite as well yes that is but you know ultimately you know i think being raised around loving caring family and having good bonds and people that care about you um supersedes a lot of these small personal choices that people make you know i'm of the mind where if you don't want if your kid doesn't want to hug somebody that's fine i don't know why you would make them have to hug somebody but at the same time if you know if they did say hey hug grandmama or whatever i don't think it would be the end of the world i think also um that was how that was in a way how i learned you know about the people that care about me you know because sometimes you are like oh this is grandma she's old and that's what aging looks like and we're all gonna get old mm-hmm. and uh grandma still loves you and whatnot and maybe you have to learn that over time you know maybe you, you don't have that kind of relationship right away but eventually you will you know uh through the acts that they do because kids do learn it's not like 
the first and the first time they see grandma is gonna be the only time they ever see her and the only time they ever care right you know but um i don't know man this, I, I don't think you should force your kid to hug people if they don't want to Mm-mm. um but i also don't think if you do that you become a horrible parent that's okay with your kid being raped okay come on I, now I just, yeah that's dumb too now i would like to say uh i think people go way too hard sometimes on this shit um so yeah um you know good i know it's a lot of tradition for people so maybe that's why they do it yeah and, and it's a lot of people take it really personal when you're like it's a child right they fickle that you know who knows what the fuck they want or how they're feeling i mean they're children just like you aren't the same <coughs> every day of the week they not either and i've and, seen shifts i've seen this shift in my lifetime like i do remember when i was a kid that it was very much like nigga you better go over there and hug so-and-so mm-hmm. and now as an adult i see more people with their kids being like well she does she's not a hugger she's not very you know she's just da 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 or he doesn't you know he doesn't really want to give anybody a kiss he's okay with that and it's like cool you know it's not a problem Mm-mm. you know i do think the way that you treat children matters and it's in the especially in their formative years and shit it can affect them for long periods of time mm-hmm. you know like there's some guys that you know used to be the oh you you hug and kiss your son that's gay you know so so uh you know i you know i do feel like all this shit kind of matters but hopefully you just you know treat your kids well right um like small people because that's what they are they're small people hopefully even if you're telling them to go hug grandpa you're also telling them that that doesn't mean anybody can touch them in their bathing suit part i mean i hope we're ain't that the truth hope people are giving both sides of the discussion here you're not just throwing your kids out there um let's see what else is going on uh there's a good chance that that salmon that pricey wild caught salmon that you've been buying at these restaurants is mislabeled oh shit what is it regular caught salmon a new study from the ocean conservation advocacy group oceana reveals that nearly half of the salmon sold in u.s grocery stores and restaurants isn't what it's chalked up to be the researchers obtained 82 fish samples from various regions including new york chicago and washington dc and found that a whopping 43 percent was mislabeled right and they should be sued for this for the simple fact that they got them charge you an arm and a leg your shit go from three four nine nine a pound to fifteen ninety nine a pound because they're like ooh, it's wild in 69 percent of cases farm fish were being sold as pricier more desirable wild caught salmon after uh, other samples were labeled as a specific type of salmon like chinook uh chinook i don't know uh but testing showed that they were actually a different and usually cheaper species so they just did price gouging right because they know that when it comes to salmon people are willing to pay more and you can actually tell the difference in the taste because i like like salmon steaks and different forms of salmon yeah but can you tell the difference karen no no not eating it when 43 percent is mislabeled uh you don't know what the fuck you've been eating that, that that's that's true but dep- i mean but depending on the type of fish you could go okay did this this don't taste good like your taste buds to tell you but other than that no i don't but i don't know that that means so what which one tastes good is it the wild caught or not wild caught oh that i don't know right i have no idea I mean, it's just one of those things where if they want to gouge you, they're going to gouge you. Because they know they can. Because they know average people that eat fish aren't fucking fish experts. 
salmon is the most popular fish in america it's almost 870 million pounds consumed a year um there's a couple ways to mitigate mislabeling buy salmon yourself at a grocery store rather than ordering it in a restaurant oceana's report says consumers are much more likely to get mislabeled fish in a restaurant 67 percent of the time wow god damn so you basically have a one out of three chance of getting <laughs> the wrong order. fish you no one out of three chance of getting the right fish oh so most of the time what you order ain't what you're gonna get oh so when they be like uh salmon blt uh salmon salad uh shit like that is not what it's supposed to be 67 percent of the time it's not well goddamn versus a grocery store only 20 percent of the time is it uh mislabeled uh only shellfish out only shell out the big bucks for wildcat salmon when it's in season oceana study was conducted in the winter of 2013 2014 when um wild salmon was out of season comparison oh. to an earlier study indicates the mislabeling is much less common at the peak of wild salmon season which is typically in the midsummer when the supply is plent- plentiful oh so oh so you know they said it all year round and even though the shit out of season they're like hey we got this calculated in our cost we're not going to drop it two or three dollars because it's quote unquote not the salmon it's supposed to be mm-hmm. so yeah watch it back out there guys got this fake salmon uh <laughs> going on paying too much right i need them to just do some other fish get some tilapia or something some flounder some catfish, catfish. Mm-hmm. who knows what catfish is oh i don't know who knows catfish they the bottom the bottom of the uh the thing the the ground so who knows the yeah. catfish hey you could probably can't even tell what catfish is uh 50 cent and rick ross continue their war on word of words on instagram why uh it all started when 50 posted an image of rose's torso and a t-shirt and he said he's planning to sell for two dollars and 95 cent ross called out fifth's bankruptcy ales and said he's now working for mg mmg merch co uh, dot co by uh promoting ross's clothing now things have turned up a notch after the queen's native took more shots at black market rapper ross's correctional officer days were revisited and 50 also posted a picture of rose's face in regards to meek miller drake's lyrical beef uh he posted a picture of rick ross uh and it looked like he's sweating and he said 50 cent said this is how you look when yo when drake did your man dirty laugh my ass out this the new official mmg emoji look but don't say nothing y'all and it's him biting his mouth biting his tongue i guess oh he done got skinny and lost a lot of weight so he even got them old pictures yeah because he, he's skinny now i don't know about skinny but okay he has lost some weight well skinnier um, he also posted a picture of Rick Ross from when he was a correctional officer and said, okay, this is a good movie, a correctional officer who raps like a drug dealer till he believes it, then kidnaps and beats his groundskeeper as his record sales dwindle to nothing. So he marries a 22-year-old stripper his crew already ran through to make sure someone will visit him, laugh my ass off, Kermit emoji, uh, basically, the tea and the frog. Wait, I want to buy the movie rights, hashtag effing vodka, hashtag frigo, hashtag SMS audio uh then he posted a picture of what looks like a little kid it says when y'all gonna get the chain back man i guess the chain from a little kid laugh my ass off i know you've been busy you didn't get around to it i don't know what that means 
that didn't go unnoticed by mmg boss who took to instagram after mentioning 50 son at 50 cent your son applied to be an intern at hash at untouchable mag well at untouchable mmg and it will be processes come on rick you gotta get the if you're gonna be talking shit you gotta get the as you well know i got 40 cars 200 acres and a mole with his name on it i'm what you used to be hashtag black market december 4th he wrote uh yeah you know, instagram ain't got no limits to the picture of his cars and said at rich this is rich forever so i guess that's that must be um rick ross's thing at 50 cent that was yeah your son want to be a, okay a video service of rick ross talking about that beef some more Everything is wake up with me on their mind, nigga. I wake up with money on my mind. And I'm going to get a nigga something job for real. I ain't going to do it. Okay. He said, I'm going to get the nigga son a job for real. I wasn't going to do it. Uh, 50 Cent says, when I get back, you got to say this to my face, girl. This wasn't a good idea. I'll make it easy. I'll come wherever you are. at you Wherever you are at, bitch now see if puffy or anybody can help you now rick see everything is wake up with me on their mind nigga. i wake up with money on my mind and i'm gonna get a nigga something job for real i ain't gonna do it uh so oh well this is uh i guess it's better than rap album sales these days right me while on instagram yippee uh vivica fox also kind of got into it she was on watch what happens live which is uh the show that comes on at the housewives, Real housewives. Mm-hmm. um she was doing an interview and talked about 50 cent what were your thoughts when 50 cent blamed the second season ratings tip on gays no okay that froze oh what happened I don't know. Stop. First of all, you know, uh, the pot calling the kettle black, black is all I'm saying. Ooh, the pot calling the kettle black. Huh. Whoa. <coughs> that was some tea. Now, that was <laughs> hey, That was major tea. Pot calling the kettle black. So, I mean, or, but, I mean, you're not insinuating that that gay set is... protest too much about something yes there's the actual the fire is happening right there in front of them absolutely i just never forget there was a vibe covered with him and soldier boy that made me kind of go <laughs> i am saying, so glad we are supersized tonight because we have a lot to talk about you know that, that people are going to be googling that that vibe cover right now 
Tag me so I can see So you too. saw the cover and you thought, were you with him at the time that the cover came out? Absolutely not. You were not? Yeah. No. It just looked like a booty snatcher on that one to me. Oh, wow. Ha 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 ha. A booty snatcher? What the hell is a booty snatcher? I'm assuming gay. Soldier Boy took posted a picture of uh Vivica and said everybody hit up this cougar, she's single and ready to mingle one eight hundred granny desperate for attention extension, I'm washed up. <laughs> Fifty Cent also replied to that and said, Oh no, now she thinks I'm gay because I let her lick my ass, laugh my ass off. Wait, I didn't want her to. She forced me. My hands are tied. Fifty shades of gray. <laughs> <laughs> An old tweet has since surfaced that fans think might have been about Vivica. I feel sorry for you niggas who ain't me. Sh- something blanked out. Got this freak licking on my asshole right now. Just thought I'd share that with you. Which is from September 13, 2010. He's trolling her on Instagram. Uh, 50 Cent said, waiting on 50 to respond to Vivica like, and then posted a picture of, uh, Kevin Hart. He says, man, somebody should have told her I'm a troll. I got my asshole merit badge on now. Um, so, yeah, they, they posted that picture of him with um, Soldier Boy. And it was weird. <laughs> there were like two dudes with their shirts off hugging on the cover of rap magazines. Like, oh, huh, who, who let that fly? He posted a picture with her boob looked like it was half inflated said really bad boob job he said bitch remember when you told me you fuck you told me fuck holly berry and you could have played all the roles she did better than her and i just looked at you like like did that he put the eye emoji like did that fucking kind of shit did she take laugh my oh what kind of fucking shit did she take laugh my ass off damn he going in yeah 50s and ass yeah he's uh instagram was made for him boy i know man he's i mean of all the people he definitely takes the time and has the time mm-hmm. to be petty as possible right like it ain't it ain't nothing to him uh, another picture he said no comment necessary just a close-up of her face when she was making a weird face uh yeah uh so yeah basically he talked about her having plastic surgery and stuff so oh boy 50 50 was petty petty supreme dog you're not gonna mm-hmm. fucking get over on him sorry mm-hmm. he honey the internet age is made for him uh starbucks red cup controversy explained i've been seeing this a lot too and i don't know what the fuck they talking about on. i just see starbucks with a bunch of red cups right apparently starbucks used to have um starbucks used to have cups for every holiday season and they would have like quote-unquote christmasy things on them you know like little like uh decorations and whatnot Mm -hmm. but they changed it to just kind of a plain red cup now right make it simple cut cut back on calls i know anybody got time for 14 different goddamn cups yeah they toned down to just the armor red cup designs on november 1st in a recent press release starbucks vice president uh set of the design and content jeffrey fields explains the uh plain red cups devoid of christmas trees or ornaments of, of, year, of years past 
they're part of an effort to usher in holidays of the purity of design that welcomes all of our stories right right because we're not unified everybody doesn't celebrate the same thing and like i said you got 14 different cups that they're all gonna end up in the trash for why so this one dude got 15 million views talking about it hey guys what's up josh first on here you know i think in the age of political correctness we become so open-minded our brains have hey i've heard ain't we cover something else with this dude yeah okay yeah he's a big time youtuber that uh gets a lot of clicks off of saying stupid shit shit. okay all right so here we go so open-minded our (laughs) brains have literally fallen out of our head do you realize that starbucks wanted to take christ and christmas off of their brand new cups that's why they're just plain red in fact do you realize that starbucks isn't allowed to say merry christmas to customers well i decided instead of simply boycotting well why don't we just start a movement so when i went in and i asked for my coffee they asked for my name and i told them my name is merry christmas so guess what starbucks i tricked you into putting Merry Christmas on your cup. And I'm challenging all great Americans and Christians around this great nation, go into Starbucks and take your own coffee selfie. And then I challenge you to not only share this video so that the word gets out, but let's start a movement. And let's call it, I don't know, hashtag Merry Christmas Starbucks. And I know that by sharing this video and getting other Christians to do it, well, I guarantee that we can make this go around the world. And Starbucks, guess what? Just to offend you, I made sure to wear my Jesus Christ shirt into your store and since you hate the second amendment i even carried my gun yikes anyways guys please take a moment choose to not be politically correct just correct share the video like comment below i want to know your thoughts god bless have a really really beautiful day this dude is goddamn insane (laughs) so how are you offending starbucks by buying by, by doing this campaign so that more people buy the expensive ass shit and make them more money you think they give a fuck about writing merry christmas as long as you pay 8.95 for the large frappe no how long until one of them pulls a gun on somebody like say merry christmas motherfucker say it please merry christmas i know you hate jesus i'm I'm christian sir i just work here shut up mr starbucks (laughs) i'm not mr starbucks i don't think that's the that's the ceo's name right good grief there's nobody here that ain't starbucks we really don't have anything to complain about in this country anymore yeah i bet your starbucks was like good and hope you and all your friends continue to share this and send people to our stores what's going on here i'm just he sounds like a wrestler right <laughs> what's going on here fellow christians we're just gonna go on down there brother <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna go out here and give somebody the figure eight and i'll be right back guys <laughs> figure four figure eight is skating <laughs> <laughs> well shit do it twice put them in a leg lock make them put down jesus christ <laughs> when they ask you what your name is you say jesus christ our lord and savior <laughs> and make sure they write it right then when you bring up your cup you say hey you're saved you're saved now buddy you're welcome um chipotle's e coli scare is over with restaurants are back to being open this week i went by a goddamn thing from now yeah karen won't let me go to chipotle no more y'all look that noise i love chipotle they got that um that good e coli there mm, so mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. now right now they gotta prove to me that they clean uh apparently there's an 89 year old stand-up comedian he wanted to try stand-up comedy for the first time ever his name is chuck esterly uh making his stand-up debut at 89 years old ladies and gentlemen please welcome chuck esterly <laughs> 
Thank you. I, uh, everybody here at the comedy club has been very nice to me. You know, old new guy, I guess you'd say. And uh, uh, the manager, he wished me well, and he said, don't die up there. <laughs> I think he was talking about my jokes. <laughs> when I left the home tonight, my wife said, break a leg. The manager said, break a hip. <laughs> I guess you're wondering why a guy would get up here at my age and make a fool of himself, but I think it's because I'd like to prove to you and to myself that just because you get old, you don't have to have stop having fun and surprising things happen every day. Take, for instance, last summer. I was working out in the yard, and across the street, I saw this gorgeous young widow Go back on the start coming over toward me. She came up, looked me right in the eye, and she said, I know your wife is out of town, and I'm feeling a little horny. <laughs> and I would like to have a few drinks and some wild sex. Are you busy tonight? I said, uh, No. <laughs> And she said, great, would you mind watching my dog? <laughs> Adorable. Adorable 89-year-old stand-up comedian, right? Right. Apparently, he's not adorable. He's a goddamn joke thief, Karen. Oh. That's right. According to Slate.com, they found out the secret. He is... Still in jokes. At 89? Mm-hmm. Who got time to steal anything at 89? <clears throat> I don't know. Shit, uh, you don't live long enough to come up with your own. You got shit. You got a bookload of life stories you can joke on. Yeah, apparently the joke about the penis enlarger he had was stolen. Uh, people were retweeting it from a tweet from september 3rd 2013 by it's willie farrell which is not will farrell which i don't understand those twitter accounts and why people follow him right you gotta be fucking stupid um apparently he made a joke i called my family together a few months ago sat him down and said in no way do i want to live in a vegetative state kept alive by a machine and fed liquid from a bottle if that happens pull the plug they got up and pulled the plug on my computer and threw away my wine uh apparently um that that also is a, a joke that's been going around since 2007 oh he's just stealing a bunch of jokes guys all these jokes he found on the internet and he went up there in his cute old man ways and stole them yes he did <clears throat> so yeah are you proud of yourselves internet you hoisted up this hero but he's been taken down <laughs> fuck you chuck esterly you joke thieving old motherfucker shit it, shit i get 89 i tell some jokes they're gonna be good they're gonna be all goddamn original i promise you i'd live long enough to tell to tell a lifelong story of jokes mm-hmm. uh, shit probably doesn't probably, probably live long enough to do it now yeah so go to hell chuck you old piece of shit you joke thieving son of a bitch <laughs> joe's crab shack is the first major chain to drop tipping good <clears throat> yeah nothing, nothing really to see here uh just good and i hope that means that uh employees can get a livable wage yeah and and, for, and some benefits and for joe well we never been to joe's while they were popping and jumping 
but when they're popping and jumping that, i've been there while they were popping and jumping oh you know they do those lines and dancing and shit to distract yeah. people yeah you want me to do that but you want to pay me 213 an hour right i got uh, fucking congo line come on the kitchen gets behind i gotta start dancing and shit right and congoing around <laughs> drunk folks wasting time yep um fast food workers walked out in 270 cities today in support of a living wage good which we talked about on the show before i don't really care to go too deep into it again because i i support it and uh you know i don't think just they should be making more i think you need to stop being petty and you should be making more as well right uh everybody's wages actually need to go up the misplaced stupidity of your jealousy is holding back your own blessings because you worried about motherfucking if a guy at mcdonald's makes more than you would not just completely uh completely ignoring the fact that you know these jobs are hard work people are in tough situations and not everybody is going to just magically wave a magic wand and be in school and and have you know the privilege and the access and the opportunities to be able to get that shit done but it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to survive they're putting in honest 40 hours of work every week if when, they can, that they're allowed to right if, and that's if they can get it and you know people need to drop the i know we talked about this before but people need to drop the myth that these jobs are for goddamn teenagers a lot of teenagers can't get these jobs because people are older get them and keep them yeah so uh you know good for them man i you know we'll see what happens i saw a bunch of people arguing uh about the minimum wage on twitter today and i just had to hit the you know hit the ignore button because i was just like come on guys see too many people that are just fucking stupid about this right um what else happened uh that i feel like talking about uh Hawaiian man is accused who's accused of murder claims he was possessed by jay-z hove uh jason russell jump 39 is accused of allegedly bludgeoning his landlord james v johns to death with a sharp instrument what they got to do with jay-z Mm-hmm. oh well these life and times at a at a contested fitness hearing october 9th dr duke wagner said jump allegedly told him authorities should put jay-z in prison for the murder of james john to put other members of the illuminati who've been attacking jump in prison too multiple psychologists have examined him since his arrest december 17 2012 but the examiners cannot agree on whether or not he's fit for trial all three examiners are given a video of jump film before the murder to watch in the video he allegedly referred to the illuminati and addressed himself or described himself as the son of man he also allegedly complained about a pain in his stomach that he believed to be caused by possession what if he's right jay-z just picked just this random guy to go kill some people was like you know what this part of my illuminati benefits i'm not getting all my package go ahead and use up some of my murdering uh ghost possession powers <clears throat> for his part wagner testified that jump was unfit to stand trial adding that he suffers from persecutory delusional disorder however a second psychologist the state's designated examiner dr alex lichten uh testified that he was unaware of jump's claims but he believes that accused to be fit for trial nonetheless the third examiner psychiatrist dr leonard jacobs told the court that while he was only able to speak to jump for 10 minutes he believes jump is fit to stand trial adding that he was uncooperative and left the meeting of his own volition uh jacobs also testified that he thought the video simply showed a man who was high on drugs <laughs> yep uh what if he was in court trying to act like like jay and shit <laughs> I'm like, hey uh sir we, we we don't believe you but paul 
another song huh what are you talking about um uh hove sir uh can you have a seat please uh, why are those children in here it's a high night life for us <laughs> it's the rock i know get those children out of here sir <laughs> sir you're on rocks <laughs> yes you are anyway you pick jay-z well um <clears throat> you know what jay-z shame on you if you did that that's not cool can't believe you would try some bullshit like that yep uh all right let's do our newest most popular segment uh all about ben carson and get the song out oh wait i forgot to tell y'all some people were giving me bad reviews on my remix of the big carson song (laughs) why i don't know and i realized what it was it might not have reached enough of the audience maybe it didn't have enough sound effects and stuff in it so i may have added some more stuff today okay i just people were saying that it wasn't enough yesterday and that it still wasn't swearing their vote getting them to vote for ben carson so i thought if i re-re-remixed it then maybe they would you know maybe enough to get the black vote on ben carson's side okay okay yeah he admitted that a key part of his story his life story was false and other parts look fishy ben carson is currently leading the polls for the republican presidential nomination by the way debate is at nine o'clock tonight uh he appears to have lied for more than two decades about getting a scholarship to the u.s military academy at west point oh damn in his 1990 memoir gifted hands tm which was subsequently added into a tv movie starring cuba Gooden jr as carson carson recalls meeting general william westmoreland at a memorial day parade his senior his senior year of high school carson was active in joe junior rtc as a teenager later i i'm sorry later i was offered a full scholarship <laughs> to west point he writes at the end of my 12th grade year i marched at the head of memorial day parade 
i felt so proud my chest bursting with ribbons and braids of every kind to make it more wonderful we had important visitors that day two soldiers who had won the congressional medal of honor in vietnam were present why did that pop up uh (laughs) more exciting to me general william westmoreland very prominent in the vietnam war uh what he puts a space between vietnam i thought that was all one word attended with impressive with an impressive entourage afterward sergeant hunt introduced me to general westmoreland and i had dinner with him and the congressional medal winners later i was offered a full scholarship to west point i didn't refuse the scholarship outright but i let them know that a military career wasn't there i saw myself going where i saw myself going i overjoyed as i felt to be offered such a scholarship i wasn't really tempted the scholarship would have obligated me to spend four years in the military well kyle cheney at politico called west point and found that it had no regular cars in the plan, let alone being admitted <laughs> when he leaves the poll what the fuck is happening in 1969 those who would have completed the entire process would have received their acceptance letters from the army adjutant 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 uh general said teresa brickner Bricknerhoff, okay brinkerhoff uh spokeswoman for the academy she said west point uh had no records that indicate carson ever began the application process if he chose to pursue the application process he would have had we would have records indicating such she said when cheney confronted carson's campaign with these facts they conceded that no scholarship offer had ever been made he was introduced to folks from west point by rtc supervisors they told him they could help him get an appointment based on his grades and performance in the rtc he considered it but in the end did not seek admission the political story initially took this as an admission that carson had lied but carson's campaign subsequently clarified that they didn't think carson's account was misleading at all they called a political report an outright lie despite conceding that he never did get a formal offer from west point of any kind other parts of his past appear fabricated as well the blockbuster political report comes a day after the devastating cnn segment suggesting carson had made up other stories about his youth the network scott glover and mave reston report in night in this 1990 autobiography gift the hands of carson story the ben carson story the carson describes those acts as flowing from an uncontrollable pathological temper the violent episodes he has detailed in his books and public statements and in his interviews include a punching a classmate in the face with his hand wrapped around a lock a leaving a bloody three-inch gash in a boy's forehead attempting to attack his own mother with a hammer following the argument over clothes hurling a large rock at a boy which broke the used glasses and smashed his nose and finally thrusting a knife at the belly of his friend with such force that the blade snapped when it luckily struck a belt buckle covered by the boy's clothes but when glover and reston spoke to nine friends classmates and neighbors who grew up with carson none of them recall carson being that violent i don't know nothing about that classmate gerald Ware told cnn i would have been all over the it would have been all over the whole school carson's campaign has stood by carson's accounts of these violent episodes why would anyone cooperate with uh, your obvious witch hunt campaign advisor armstrong williams told cnn in an email no comment and moving on happy halloween in an interview with fox's megan kelly carson doubled down on the story of stabbing a friend but but being stopped by a belt buckle saying that the story concerned a close relative but declining to say who in a subsequent interview with cnn carson angrily dismissed the newspaper network's report as a bunch of lies ah ah he the best a pamphlet published by the draft being carson pack 
uh leaves no question that this tale is his main selling point under the heading ben carson is what america is all about ben carson grew up in dire poverty he was called dummy by his classmates and he had a terrible temper but dr carson's mother did not give up on him his mother worked as a domestic cleaning other people's homes noting that many of these homes had a large collection of books after praying about it this single mother turned off the tv and required her two sons to read two books a week and write reviews for her note the terrible temper detail as desmond harris wrote carson used this used to use this tale as a motivational lesson for black youth as proof that they too could overcome adversity and become successful professionals and even path-breaking surgeons in his autobiography gifted hands it was required reading that made carson into a black household name and a fixture of african-american history month presentations mark hatcher a 33 year old howard university phd candidate in physiology and biophysics isn't a carson supporter today but he vividly remembered how gifted hands affected him when he read it as a 15 year old oh yeah a lot of people remember that so um yeah apparently uh apparently he's uh has some issues mm-hmm. uh, so but uh he says he's not lying so i guess we gotta believe that he's not lying guys mm. yep um another ben carson tale implodes no evidence that he su- supports that the claim that he shielded white classmates in a 1968 race riot <laughs> now i do believe this by the way he i don't even want to read the facts he probably did shield them white folks he's like no negroes get away for these good pure heavenly white folks my future clients beat it the wall street journal is going back to fact check a claim carson made last month in which he said he shielded white students from rioting after the assassination of civil rights leader martin luther king jr in 1968 the journal could find no evidence the event occurred it may have happened but i didn't see it myself or hear about it said gregory vartanian a white high school classmate of carson who was in the rtc with him and is now a retired u.s marshal a carson's account to the journal last month black students unleashed fury and grief over the slaying of king on white classmates at detroit southwestern high as a junior carson had a key to the biology lab because he worked there part-time carson claiming he had a few frightened white students inside to shield them from arrest <laughs> He could not recall any of their names. Of course not. Neither could they yours. He reverse underground railroaded that shit. <laughs> listen here, listen here, don't panic. I'm in. gonna get you to freedom. White people, follow me to freedom. There's uh, cheese on the other side. <laughs> the black people came and they was like, Where are them crackers? We're gonna kill them. I believe you want the classroom over there. To the right. Oh, okay. Thanks, Ben. No problem uh none of the half dozen former classmates of carson or his high school physics teacher could recall white students hiding from rioting uh, uh in the biology lab when interviewed by the journal though they all remembered the riot itself uh so so the riot was real the riot was real but okay. there's no evidence that his claims are or aren't true apparently so who knows maybe he was telling the truth maybe he did protect them white folks who knows i I believe him anyway kudos but you know doing doing the right thing that's been uh today in uh in uh ben carson (laughs) play me out
situation. But because of this credit, people have understood the value of personal responsibility, hard work, creativity, innovation, and that's what will get us on the left right now. And I'm very hopeful that I'm not the only one who's willing to pick up the baton of freedom. Because freedom is not free, and we must fight for it every day. Every one of us must fight for it because we're fighting for our children and the next generation. People want to get America. We got a vote being Carson. No matter of fact, go out and vote. I'm Ben Carson, and I approve this message. Paid for by Carson America. This could look real sexy at the end. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, <laughs> some fart in there. Some <laughs> explosions, some a boing. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, hopefully that sways everybody. I would hate to have to add more stuff to it. I mean, hopefully that's <laughs> enough you know <laughs> the tame the beast we'll see what they say on twitter tomorrow and if everybody's ready to vote for ben carson if not i'll be forced to go back and add some more stuff to keep it keep it fresh till we get the negro vote <laughs> um <laughs> uh, let's uh do some uh actually let's do fuck with black people too because um uh i don't know times is hard out there guys <laughs> We're just fucking with those black, black people. people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we read articles from all around the globe and we uh sign point scores from zero to one hundred in intervals of twenty five for how much we feel fucked with. Today's contestants, everybody. <coughs> hmm. Coming out with a code or something anyway you okay we need hot tea or anything uh we don't have time to do that during the show oh my bad um texas troopers were caught skewing racial profiling data labeling hispanics and blacks as white what that's right a recent investigation revealed that racial profiling data gathered by texas department of public safety could not be trusted because some troopers have been labeling minority drivers as white yeah because they want to skew the numbers i mean skew the numbers yeah so they don't look racist like oh we've been pulling over we're gonna pull over niggas but we just gonna we just gonna say they white people <laughs> because it's convenient here any other time we the mark nigga right how fucked up is that like we want to be racist so bad we'll lie wow right that's why you cannot allow them to police themselves and that's why i was very disappointed in the intern the um attorney general uh for saying that uh she didn't want you know them to step in and shit like that it's like you can't believe their goddamn data you just can't right wow 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 right and it's and it's one of those things where it's systematic even people that's in the departments that's honest you know their numbers are skewed by the people that are not telling the truth right so they just want to be like yeah we pull over white people too like wait a minute this doesn't seem to be right it's the most talked about story on kxan.com right now gaining attention throughout texas and across the country our investigation revealing law enforcement ticketing minority drivers as white 
We first told you last week on KXAN News at 10 o'clock how police are supposed to record your race when they pull you over. It is required by law to show whether officers are racially profiling. Because of what we exposed, the heads of the Department of Public Safety and Austin Police both say they are looking into this inaccurate reporting. New tonight, Which KXAN investigator Brian Collister asks those representing officers on the street why this is happening. A DPS trooper pulled over Jose Ignacios Gutierrez last May for speeding in San Marcos. When asked where he was headed, Gutierrez said taking his parents to Mexico. So what's the hurry, man? We have a, my grandma passed away in Mexico, so we're heading over to Mexico right now. But instead of putting him down as Hispanic on the ticket, the trooper reported his race to the state as white. Some experts think that's not a coincidence. Do you think this is deliberate? I don't believe that it's malicious in the sense of trying to target large numbers of minorities and hide it. But I do think what that the there may it, be and kind of individualized uh, deliberate attempt by officers um, to kind of protect and cover uh, the frequency of their stops. Our investigation found troopers inaccurately recording the race of large numbers of minority drivers, mostly Hispanic, as white. Experts say DPS traffic stop data reveals racial profiling reports are likely flawed. The agency blames the problem on a computer issue, but admits troopers mm -hmm. are the ones trained to determine the race they record. Right. I just felt embarrassed, but then I thought, wow, we can fix that. Sergeant Gary Chandler is president of the DPS Officers Association, which represents troopers. I can just imagine the public was appalled to think that, uh, that a police officer couldn't tell what race someone was. But I think if they accept the fact that it was a, a computer programming issue and that uh, it could be fixed instantly. Do you think that the mm -hmm. officers do this deliberately to sort of water down the numbers of who they pull over? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because uh, when the trooper is out there doing his job, I can speak for DPS, uh, they're looking for a violation, the vehicle that makes the violation. And when they pull that vehicle over, whatever, it's a, whatever human being is driving it is irrelevant. No, it's we also not. We found the same inaccurate reporting from Austin police officers. I think they've put in, been put into a situation where they haven't been trained on it. And two, um, sometimes you just can't tell. Detective Ken Cassidy heads up the Austin Police Association. Could it be that they're doing it intentionally to cover up who they're stopping? You know, uh, you never know. I mean, people do things for weird reasons or wrong reasons. I can't say uh, whether they are or they're not. And I'd be disappointed if they were. Now, we've also received questions about the distinction between race and ethnicity. Bottom line, these are the options available to law enforcement whenever they pull over a driver. White and Hispanic are both listed. Coming up tomorrow, our investigation continues as we hear from a state lawmaker planning to get answers from DPS directly on why this is happening. Brian Collister, KXAN Investigates. And coming up tomorrow, our investigation continues. That's amazing. And when they get asked that question, everybody want <coughs> to go, no, no, no. No, I don't think it could be racism. I don't know. Right. Not covering anything up, obviously. Right. So the only time these Hispanic people benefit being white is when we check this. Any other time they are Hispanic and brown, right? Mm hmm Okay. All right. Any, any other time. And I probably treat <laughs> them like they're Hispanic. But when I check that box, you're white. Uh, well, maybe they're just pulling over a bunch of like Uncle Tom's and shit, you know. Oh, maybe Lord. that's what it is. <laughs> what seems to be the problem, officer? Oh, I'm gonna pull down white, okay? <laughs> Definitely white. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's racist.
uh 100 for me mm-hmm. uh yale university is in upheaval after alleged allegations of two racially charged incidents uh the tension on campus started with a two-sentence post on facebook by yale sophomore nima Githier in reference to a party on friday before halloween i'd just like to take a moment to give a shout out to the member of yale's sae chapter who turned away a group of girls from the party last night explaining that admittance was on a white girls only basis and a belated shout out to the sae member who turned me and my friends away for the same reason last year god bless the usa Members of the SAE frat have categorically denied turning away any students based on their race and ethnicity. Yeah, SAE. I, I don't believe you. Uh, we're familiar Ooh, with SAE. Okay, guys. We'll hang a nigga by a tree. I don't believe yeah. you. I don't believe you, <clears throat> sirs. Still, those words caught fire on the New Haven campus and other students began echoing her sentiments and sharing their own experiences of racism on campus. Right. I've been harassed in dining halls, at fraternity houses, and on New Haven streets by Yale fraternity members and male athletes. When we talked yesterday, you, you brought it up. You was like, this happens all across the yeah. country. And then I have a football team to shut down necessarily. Their words from charity chase to ghetto black bitch continue to echo in my head fear paralyzed me as the discussions of my black body and hair turned into taunts and fondling uh the day before get facebook post on an associate master uh an administrator who oversees co- students at a residential college set off another racially charged debate with an email to students about halloween costumes Silliman college associate master erica chris Dacus <clears throat> emailed students in response to an intercultural affairs council email that's called on students to be sensitive about cultural implications of their halloween costumes Christakis supported students rights to dress in any costumes they liked offensive or not is there no room anymore for a child or young person to be a little bit obnoxious a little bit inappropriate or provocative or yes offensive she wrote her comments immediately drew the ire of some students in Silliman and everywhere on campus who claimed that they invalidated the voices of minority students. Right. Christakis' husband, the master of Silliman College, Nicholas Christakis, defended his wife's position and that of free speech. Of course. <laughs> as long as they free to say some shit about your black ass, right? Right. A major part of Yale's identity is that its residential college uh, system, the 12 residential colleges, house students for their entire undergraduate experience, including dormitories, dining halls, and gyms. But more than that, residential colleges are home away from home for students. Masters, uh, the term given to administrators who oversee a residential college, live among the students and invite students into their homes for social events during the year. <clears throat> Against this backdrop, there have been a number of op-eds that have been published by students of color in the YDN and, Yale, and the Yale Herald and confrontations between Yale students and the administration with students voicing their disillusionment with administration and claiming that Yale is not a safe haven for minorities. The two separate events also seem to expose an underlying feeling that students on campus of uh, on the campus that Yale is an unwelcoming place for students of color and that pervasive racism exists at Yale. Being the master of Silliman as a position of power to use it to marginalize so much of the student body is deplorable, said Gen C. Pass uh, in an op-ed in the Yale Herald. Pass continued on speaking about the impact of the email to, that it would have on that it had that the emails have had on students at Yale. This email and the subsequent reaction to it have interrupted their lives. I have friends who are not going to class, who are not doing their homework, who are losing sleep, who are skipping meals, and who are not and who are having breakout breakdowns. I feel drained. So yeah, just uh, yeah, this shit affects adults. So could you imagine 
uh 18 19 year old i mean they're technically quote-unquote adults right but it's just one of those things where you know they were a child yesterday and today they're 18 that that shit don't disappear you know just because your age changes you know and it's just one of those things where you're still growing you're still young you don't know who you are shit you don't even know what degree you're in a lot of times you you you're um don't have a major at that time and just to deal with that stress yep zero to a hundred karen Oh, a hundred and yeah. And the thing is, people spend so much fucking money to go to these universities, go in goddamn debt, debt that they'll be dying paying off to, to go somewhere to get a degree and be like, well, good for you. You got, I'm not even gonna go there because it's, it's one of the things that really, 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 really furiates me when people get into the, the, uh, HBCU and PWI debates and shit like that. It's like, it don't matter where you go. It's one of those things where you're gonna have to deal with, with, with racism but a lot of times you most likely will get it more at a pwi mm-hmm. because you're the minority mm-hmm. and not the majority um <clears throat> so uh all right that's a uh, hundred for me as well karen mm-hmm. uh our brother dear brother uh quanell x is back in the news uh he had another uh fox face off with angela box uh this one about the assault at spring valley half well everyone remembers the video of that police officer pulling uh the student the female student out of that classroom in south carolina there's been a lot of uh, different opinions of course since that video went viral on alex and political consultant angela box tackled this one in tonight's fox face off so in south carolina this week a police officer lost his job for doing his job by uh, subduing an unruly student in a classroom. Now, the spin is is that she had her phone out, she didn't want to put her phone away, whatever. I can guarantee you, as a teacher, this wasn't the first time this has happened, second, third, fourth, I guarantee it. This is no innocent little lamb. And when you have one student, just one, in a classroom, disrupting the class, making life hell for the teachers and the other students, it's impossible for other students to learn. Now, I do agree, the cop went too far, but I don't think he should have lost his job over it. I think it's high time we start addressing the root causes of all this, the disrespect of teachers, this Black Lives Matter movement, this uh, perpetual chip on your shoulder against everybody that's not like yourself. It's got to stop. We've got to address the culture. First of all, let me say that the cop was justified in being terminated, but they should go further. I think the district attorney's office should indict him for assaulting <coughs> that child. Miss Box, nobody supports a disruptive student in a classroom because it stops other kids from learning. But what I do have a problem with is men should never deal and handle a woman like the way that cop handled that little girl. To turn that desk over the way he did, grab her around her neck, then grab that child and throw her across the room, that is unbecoming of a man with decent character and conduct. That's unbecoming of the conduct of a police officer. They they should have got a school counselor, maybe a therapist on counselor, a a therapist on campus with a school counselor and a mental health officer to come to the school and deal with that child. We don't know what was going on with that kid, but no kid should be disruptive in the learning environment. Now, for you to say that we need to deal with the culture of black kids in school, 
Let's deal with the culture of these crazy, fanatic white boys who go <coughs> in schools with <coughs> guns and shoot and kill everybody. Let me finish. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Columbine, killing the kids at the elementary school, the shootings in other cities across America have all been crazy little white boys okay. shooting up innocent okay. people. So can let's we, study that we culture. We have the black culture, unfortunately, which has been run, the, the black community has been run by Democrats for the last 60 years and has destroyed the black family, destroyed initiative, destroyed self-worth. You have kids out there shooting each other. It's not just white kids. Black kids shoot each other but all the time. But wait a minute. But wait a minute. You said address the black culture. No, address the black Let culture. Let ma'am. The perpetual chip I on didn't your interrupt shoulder. You. Blame Show whitey. some manners. I didn't interrupt oh. you. Show some <laughs> Don't tell me a damn thing about the black coaching <laughs> kids in school when it's white boys that go in school and murder all kind of innocent I'll people. I'll tell you what. When Don't you go tell in, me when that. You go into the we inner need city, to study these fanatic white boys. When you go into the inner city and start teaching there, you let me know, and then you can have something to say about it. Ma'am, I went to inner city schools. I My taught there, have. and I taught there. And guess what? At the end of the day, there's wolves in sheep clothing every day teaching let me black tell you schools. something. How dare you say that to me? It's the truth when it comes to you. Please. Ah! Oh my god! Oh! Zero! Zero! I'm not fucking it all! Oh! She was not ready! She was not ready for that! Oh, did she not have a chance to study the test? Oh no, she was not prepared. She did not. She thought she was gonna come in and just say whatever the hell she wanted to say. He was oh. like, "Nah, bitch. We won't talk about culture. Let's talk about culture. We, you won't talk about race. Let's let's do this. You got these white boys in here shooting up every fucking body and killing everybody. We won't talk about culture. Let's study our culture, not just the black culture." Oh my god! Come on now, let's study gun culture. Let, well, I mean, I mean, we want to cover it. Let's cover it all when it comes to violence and shit like that. I am with him. Oh, that was the best thing that's ever happened in life. Oh my god! No, he get kudos. He gets a zero. Yeah, zero, man. Good job, buddy. I love that. <laughs> we get some more of that. They didn't get that nigga his own segment. segment. That's what I was saying. Cussing out white women that don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> he was like, I allowed you to talk. Let me talk. Because they real quick on running their mouths. And then the second you talk, they got to rebut everything that you say. Yep. Oh, all right. Well, let's, um, let's go into ball alert. Hey, yo, I'm looking for a five-star chick talking about. Gotta hit go 12 bars, Gucci man got nine car. We don't call him down no more, oh now we call him five star. Five star nigga, that's a five star click. That's a 645, that's that new M6. Pay her bills, get her hair fixed, might even pay her rent. And the way she give it to me, best money I ever spent. I can't even lie, I, I'm so super high, high. Do not need her, will not give her unless she is fly. Gucci man's a thug, yo man is a sub. See, she love me, now she love you not, now all my bitches love me. If you in Atlanta, call her Gucci, girl, beat me. You can find a five-star hotel, you can meet me. Five-star bitch, that's a five-star. And that's a five-star. And that's a five-star. 
if your credit's so high, feet and nails, they fly, keep your juice box wet, and your hair something fire, you will five star, and 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 you will five star, I need a five star. All righty then. Oops, I hit the wrong button. Hold on. Here are your choices of chat. Rizzle, <clears throat> number one. Nice girls. Do they finish last two? Blog by at Buzz with B. Uh, ten places you aren't looking for a woman but should be. Blog by at probably Lauren. Lauren. Groupie tales, another Ricardo Lockett tale. That's number three. Uh, number four, groupie tales. The game picks up his groupies at Louis Vuitton store. And let's go number five. Uh, groupie tales, my first night with Hakeem Warwick all right guys number one nice girls do they finish last number two ten places you aren't looking for a woman but should be number three ricardo lockett number two that's the second group you telling me that's number three number four is the game and number five is hakeem warwick tally the votes karen yo got it out of grade a shit i'm the realest nigga walking in this the remix and i'm still out here looking for a five-star chick when i catch her i'm a blesser with a five-star kid she a natural born hustler she ain't chasing no suckers on the metal real nigga she ain't never fucking busting so your cars and your jewelry and she really don't excite her all your hating ass hoes in the club won't fight her she was born in the eight with the school in dc got a job in dallas texas this all right number one it is nice girls do they finish last two mm, y'all been going for the advice lately i hear you guys it is cuffing season <laughs> cuffing <laughs> nice girls do they finish last two blog by at the buzz with b you thought you did everything right you what was that i didn't do that mm, so we, we got music in the background while we're reading this story we probably should have some music in the background i mean this sounds like it's gonna be a pretty sad uh really sad tale of loneliness and desperation music. uh <clears throat> see if i can find some uh, sad music that you guys can deal with oh i know the queen of sad uh miss mary j blige i think you guys uh <laughs> i think you guys uh are familiar with with her style let's see here yes mm-hmm. <clears throat> you thought you did everything right <laughs> you kept your standards high and you've always been selected with your sexual partners you've never willingly been a side chick or smashed any of the homies you learn to cook and do so well You've mastered being a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. You keep your nails and your hair done. You take great care of your skin so that when you when your highlight and contour is removed, you're still glowing. You have your own transportation that can afford to live comfortably by your own coin. You donate to charities and or pay your tithes. Keeping your self-respect intact is a top priority and you protect it by any means none of these things are forced but innately who you are you are a nice girl so why are you getting passed up while thought tanya is out here winning the saying though goes nice guys finish last not nice girls i thought nice girls are supposed to be the first ones on the list to be wiped up and wed 
nice girls are supposed to be the dream girls well clearly someone lied or they just couldn't possibly anticipate the new wave values of the millennial age either way it's left us nice girls out here feeling deceived no shit because when you look to your left there's that girl from high school who was never supposed to beat you to the altar but she's been married three and a half years has a two-year-old son and is pregnant with a baby girl (laughs) and when you look to your right and scroll down your timeline at homegirl with a known checkered past is living a fabulous life the life you thought was reserved for you your frustration builds and you just want to say fuck it just fuck it fuck these morals and these values these things that were supposed to make you stand out these things that you pride yourself on having done nothing but put you in the shadow behind girls who never gave a damn about anything or any of that let's be real nice girls i think we've all had that moment more than once but nice girls don't lose heart that's who you are and who you've always been that's who you were made to be your day is coming now i have absolutely positively no idea when that day will arrive because i thought i was already supposed to be here but it's coming i mean everything has its day if you wait long enough right maybe hopefully can someone confirm or should we accept that in this day and age nice girls simply finish last too Working every day of the week Was that the job when no one else was there Helping you get all your big 11 years of sacrifice And you can leave me at the drop of a dime Swallow my tears Still by your side I should have left your ass a thousand times. All right. Here are the comments. Denise Love says, maybe nice girls aren't aggressive enough. Buzz with a B says, didn't think about that. Good point. I was thinking more nice in terms of morals and values, but that could also be a factor. Wow, she's answering her own people's comments. Denise Love goes on to say, we have been taught to sit back and wait for a nice man to marry us. But this ain't the 60s anymore. It's a new day and time. And with women, bad girls making sexuality more of an empowerment tool and less of a moral issue, it's hard to really compete. It's still vital for ladies to keep their values and morals, especially if we want to build a respectable household. However, we must play the game a bit differently than our mothers and grandmothers. By the way, Denise Love has a picture of Janet Jackson with no clothes on in her avatar. Okay. <laughs> Busby also says, agreed. Finding that balance can be tricky without compromising. There's such a fine line between the two since we as a one, as women get unfairly judged and shunned so harshly for the smallest things. It's possible though. Also, I didn't touch on this, but oftentimes bad girl wins are short lived. But that may be a different blog. LOL. Terrell Jones, hating ass Terrell Jones comes in i'm sorry but all bitches are nice when you got money ah i've seen the ugliest dumbest out of shape niggas get dime pieces all because women want status wealth exposure and the ability to stunt on other bitches how else can you explain donald trump lil wayne or Birdman? 
if a woman didn't grow up with you don't trust them always secretly record these hoes the way what (laughs) always secretly record these hoes that way if they ever talk shit you can pull out the ace of spades which is the ass eating video And then the um, smiley face he added is a smiley face of a party hat wearing smiley blowing into one of those party things that that the paper comes out of. (laughs) Buzz with a B says, when I see your name pop up in the comments, I know something from left field is coming. Laugh my ass off and Denise Love said LOL. So there you guys go. That's ball alert for the day. I will say this about this. Everybody thinks they're nice. Mm Mm-hmm everybody thinks they're nice mm-hmm. you're not a nice girl you judge people you're fucking you're snooty you're stuck up you look down on people for having sex it's all written in your fucking in the subtext of what you wrote right you, calling people thoughts and shit like you're not a nice person Mm-mm. you're too busy judging other people and the thing about facebook and social media a lot of people put this shit out there because but their lives are fucked up too you just got an image of people that is far from reality yeah, you're just a you're just a, a a lonely person, but you're not nice. You probably just sit around judging people and being boring. You know, so yeah, so what? <laughs> I ain't got no man. I'm such a nice person. Yeah, everybody thinks they're fucking nice. Get in the line. Ray Rice thinks he's nice. Mm-hmm. Greg Hardy thinks he's a nice guy. All right, everybody thinks they're fucking nice. I'm so nice. No, you're not nice and nice has nothing to do with getting a man or not getting a man there's a lot of nice women with men too what about them huh they some thoughts too because they got men and you don't <laughs> right fuck is wrong with you anyway uh yeah, let's just do some guest race mm-hmm. now then it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game going across all the podcasts and we read a play news article from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today in the chat room to guess the race and the chat room is racist all right speaking of not nice people am i right guys mm-hmm. St. Louis County prosecutors have accused a woman from northern Missouri of repeatedly poisoning her son, who's nine over a period of about a year. Well, goddamn. Rachel Kinsella, 35, of Meadville, Missouri, turned herself in to authorities Friday morning after being charged earlier in the week with endangering the welfare of a child. Doctors at St. Louis Children's Hospital contacted authorities after the boy suffered symptoms on multiple occasions. Between March, 2000, March 7, 2014, and February 11th, of this year at a home uh in marlboro st louis county police discovered that kinsella was surreptitiously having her son patrick treated at two different hospitals and getting prescriptions from both um wow she told police she accidentally gave her son the son the wrong medication and on an occasion but medical experts said the type and amount of drugs in the boy's system showed intentional poisoning the medication involved was used for mental health and seizure issues and that investigators believe she tried to attract attention to herself through her child's illness 
and what some uh some people call as munchausen syndrome by proxy uh police said she used uh marlboro the marlboro address while in st louis area gregory smith one of her attorneys and patrick said patrick received treatments for multiple medical issues that hospitals where where they the hospitals where they live about 220 miles northwest of st louis were not equipped to handle he said the child's father was deceased everyone is shocked well they should look into that everyone is shocked to be accused of poisoning your own child i can't explain that feeling how do you deal with that and we certainly don't agree with that said smith yeah who knows you might have poisoned the the baby's daddy too you never know yeah so guess the race of mrs rachel kinsella alleged child poisoner um who wow you know i've heard of these stories before but yeah and this you know women to actually get off high up their children being sick and them getting that attention my child's about proxy white yeah there was that one girl that had the fucking blog that was about her son being sick and then they found out she was poisoning him right why would you do that uh white uh but the meds had more seasoning than her food white typhoid mary white blame that damn obamacare white whitey mary white mary white had a name for her disease white marshall mathers mom ha privileged white lady from the weeds white munchauser by proxy sounds like a woman who wants attention white lady that needs attention the correct answer is she is a white lady (laughs) who's that lady that's a white lady Mm -hmm. yeah she's like the if you look up dictionary.com she's right next to the fleek <laughs> yes yeah, she is for, for white lady okay a woman crashed uh her car into a oklahoma state homecoming parade oh shit yep she's been charged with murder um Adacia Chambers, Adacia Chambers has been formally charged with second degree murder and 46 counts of connection with the car crash at Oklahoma State University's homecoming parade last month. Each murder count against Chambers is punishable by at least 10 years and up to life in prison, the Associated Press reports. Chambers, 25, is accused of running a red light and intentionally driving around a police barricade uh before crashing into spectators a judge has ordered a psychological evaluation for chambers in Payne county district attorney um laura thomas has formally requested a competency evaluation during her booking according to a cause affidavit signed by stillwater police officer kurt merrill chambers said she had a history of treatment for mental health issues and felt suicidal at the time of the crash um guess the race of adacia chambers <clears throat> adacia a-d-a-c-i-a mm see what the chat room thinks just take your sweet ass time okay chat room all right is the racism not on fleek today hmm? white that name sounds black as hell but the judge wants to give her a psych eval instead of throwing her in jail white still got in that sae party that night though white <laughs> oh lord <laughs> andre says white uh the correct answer is and uh so far everybody got it white <laughs> and let me get her picture here so you guys can see it but yeah i mean if you got suicidal why the fuck you gonna go kill uh four other people and run into a parade and shit right this ain't grand theft auto motherfucker right you don't respond and they don't either what a terrible fucking crime to do man out there 
cheering for their football team getting ready to call all those kids niggers i mean come on guys jesus let them have their fun double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right bonus round against the race so far everybody's all over the place but it's now double the points double the race let's see who can pull this out all right uh hashem pew the son of storage wars miami star kevin pew has been charged with first degree murder after he allegedly shot and killed a family friend during a viewing party oh shit yeah the woman was 19 years old and looks like he was 2023 a woman is dead and a man was taken into custody in a death that police in pembroke pines are calling a homicide According to police, officers were called to a residence along the 2000 block of North Douglas Road shortly after 10 p.m. Tuesday about a report of a shooting. There, off, there, officers found a dead woman inside the residence, according to Captain Anthony Serino. Based on the information from people at the scene, one man was taken into custody. Upon the officers' arrival on the scene, uh, they did discover a deceased female as a result of gunshot wounds and a subject was placed into custody based on witness statements as well as additional evidence that was gathered on scene. Um, The suspect's name is Hashim Pugh. He was booked into Broward's main jail shortly after 4 a.m. The identity of the woman who was killed has not yet been released. Dylan Bauscher, SunSentinel.com. All right, guys, guess the race. Let's check the chat room, see what they think the race is. Um of uh mr pew my daddy rich i can do whatever the fuck i want black says blue cat wait that's a that's a black trait all right um must got a little bit of a delay galactic grasshopper black says cafe diesels african booty scratcher black should have gone should have gone to how to get away with murder watch party instead black 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 everybody went with black the correct answer is black man his dad was on storage wars so i don't know i guess his dad did have some money that's crazy right uh all right let's see uh let's do one more how about um uh how about mother and other parishioners um wait where did this go are are arrested after son is beaten to death in a new york church yikes police in new Hartford said on tuesday that a mother and father have been charged with killing their son in a new york church well that's not good um I mean, I guess spare the rod, spoil the child and all that, but. We continue to follow the investigation into two separate crime scenes, one in Clayville, one in Chadwick's, after a teen turned up at Faxton St. Luke's Hospital in Utica yesterday afternoon and died shortly after from his injuries. Let's take a look at a quick timeline of events. About 1230 yesterday afternoon, New Hartford Police called to Faxton St. Luke's after a 19-year-old male turned up at the ER with extensive injuries. He died shortly after arrival, then at 4 p.m., a hectic police scene. 
near the Word of Life Church in Chadwick. At that same time, there was also a heavy police presence at a home in Clayville. At 7.30, the 3300 block of Oneida Street in Chadwick evacuated. Then just after midnight, residents were let back into their homes. News Channel 2's Julian Ferris is live outside the Word of Life Church in Chadwick and has more. She's spoken to residents in the area. Jolene. Hartford police are the agency not released any new information today beyond what they told us last night. Neighbors, however, are talking and they tell us it was quite the scene along the stretch of Oneida Street in Chadwick's last night. They say police came around their homes 6.37 o'clock telling them they were, quote, in the line of fire and had to leave their homes. Once we spoke <coughs> say they didn't come back till around 12.30 this morning. They say police told them it was related to something at the nearby Word of Life Church on Oneida Street. We know there was a police presence at a house in Clayville yesterday as well, and that police earlier in the day around 1230 were called to St. Luke's for a male brought in by private vehicle with severe injury. That 19-year-old man did die. Again, we're waiting God for damn. more information later today. Another thing we can tell you is that we saw on the Oneida County Jail inmate list on their website that a Deborah and Bruce Leonard were booked sometime overnight on manslaughter first charges. We have no confirmation yet from police whether or not that is related in any way to what's going on here in Chadwick's. But again, hoping for more info information from New Hartford Police, the lead agency on this. At some point today, we're on the phone constantly about this. We will have the details, latest details for you on the Live at 5 News Hour and News Channel 2 at 6. Yeah, according. Certainly lots of right. questions unanswered. Thank you. So, yeah, according to this thing, they beat them during a counseling session. Shit. Inside the sanctuary room. Um, uh, the parents are Bruce Leonard and Deborah Leonard, 65 and 59, respectively. Um, in addition, four of the couple's fellow parishioners are charged with assaulting a teenager's younger brother. Both brothers were continually subjected to physical punishment over the course of several hours in the hopes that they each would confess to prior sins and ask for forgiveness. Whew. Man. All right, guess the race of the parents, guys. Bible thumping white. They were trying to beat the liberal out of him white. White. Protesting, protesting them red cups at Starbucks white. Got tired of being called by their first name white. <laughs> and white. Uh, <laughs> the correct answer is white sorry i didn't mean to add a volume up that loud um and uh here's that picture so you guys can see it yourselves and let's get into some sore ratchetness and then we'll get out of here guys uh where's my sore ratchetness sound effects bang uh oklahoma city police arrested three people saturday night after a bloody fight involving a samurai sword police said two brothers harley and hugh thompson had been kicked out of a residence and all of that stuff had been placed outside police were called to that residence and after men reportedly tried to kick down the door waving the sword sword all you heard was papa don't hit me no more 
right police left the residence uh because no crime had been committed since it was a civil matter but when they came back to the home the situation escalated according to police they found harley and hugh thompson covered in blood in a bedroom fighting over a samurai sword a woman said that hugh thompson had stabbed her husband and jessica thompson uh who's hugh thompson's wife was in the front yard bleeding from her arm where she had bite marks harley told police that he and hugh were packing their belongings when hugh attacked him with a sword for no reason hugh told police that harley had swung a hammer at him before the samurai sword was used outside the police said that harley thompson and his girlfriend were moving their belongings when something was said and harley thompson attacked hugh thompson with the hammer before jessica thompson jumped on harley thompson's back a lot of thompson on thompson violence Apparently so. the fight finally came to an end after police arrived hugh, harley and hugh thompson were arrested on complaints of domestic assault with a deadly weapon and jessica thompson was arrested on a complaint of domestic abuse by strangulation that has been your daily update in sword ratchetness and of course they were all white all right guys we will talk to you tomorrow walking dead wednesday uh until then um make sure you guys look for our audio play album um on itunes and uh you can search uh sunspot and other ratchetness or just our names either way and until then uh talk to you tomorrow i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.